Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Trisha Stefankowitz, registered dietitian, nutritionist. On our episode today, I wanted to spend some time talking about metabolism, in particular metabolism for women that are over 40. Why I wanted to spend some time talking about metabolism is I felt like it was important in this second week of January to talk about some of the things that you may be hearing when it comes to making health and fitness a priority if that's one of your goals for this year. A lot of times I see these supplements advertised that talk about increasing metabolism And I wanted to talk about that and what are some true ways that you can increase metabolism and talk about some of the things that are unique to women, especially women over 40 when it comes to metabolism. When we are talking about these over-the-counter supplements that you may hear about that talk about increasing your metabolism, I want to remind you that in the United States, any dietary supplement that is on the market is not required to prove the efficacy or the effective or safeness of a product. So many of these products can be on the market, but there's no real regulation in the U.S. And so people can claim anything when it comes to these supplements. They can can say that it's going to increase your metabolism, but often we don't really know that that's in fact, the case, right? So you may be spending a lot of money on a product that there is no efficacy, there is nobody regulating it. So it's really hard to know if it works and also if there are any negative side effects associated with that. And so because of that, I wanted to talk about what are some things that can affect metabolism, especially for a woman over 40. Well, when we talk about metabolism, what is it even that we're talking about? Well, metabolism is, in a nutshell, it's all of these like chemical processes and these cellular processes that happen on this level that help maintain life for you and let your body function properly. So this looks something like the foods that we eat, right? So There are foods that we're eating, and as we're eating the foods, we're converting them into into energy. And it's essentially like you're eating these foods, your body's taking out what it needs to, sending it to the different cells that your body needs to survive. And so this could be things like whatever it is your body's doing to function and do what it needs to do. So this could be for breathing, for for having kidney function, for whatever that's happening in your body, for all of the processes that are happening in your body. It's all based on this metabolism. And so what happens with women is that as we age, we have certain things that may affect our metabolism, that may slow down our metabolism. That's probably what you're going to hear about mostly with women over 40. And so why that is, is that women in general tend to have much more body fat than men do. And that's because of the whole idea that we're able to give birth to children. And there is that protective mechanism in women that we have more fat to be able to account for that and to be able to have babies if that's something that we want. Another thing that's unique to women is that 
after menopause, there are hormonal changes that happen that slow down metabolism. So I feel like a lot of people are going to We'll have a man and a woman and they are both on this like some kind of like this journey in terms of fitness. And you may notice that the women often might take a little bit longer of a period of time to lose weight than the man will. And that could be because of this, that women's bodies are different and that because of this extra fat mass and these hormonal changes that happen, metabolism may be slower for the, for the woman, for us women, not for the woman, for all of us women. And so when it comes to metabolism, there are things that we can't control when it comes to how much energy our body expends. And what we can control is our gender. We can't control aging. So aging has been something that as people in general, men or women age, we notice that there is a decrease in metabolism. And that's probably because of all the systems in our body, they're probably not as efficient as they probably were when we were younger. One of the other things is based on our genetic makeup. So you may notice people that you feel like you look at them and you're like, oh my gosh, they have such a fast metabolism. And then you might look at yourself and be like, my gosh, mine is, is so slow. So there's some of the things that we can't control. We can't control genetics. They're all, you know, that's with, we can't control those things. But what we can control is the activity that we do on a daily basis and any exercise that we partake in above that. And so when we talk about metabolism, why should you care? As a woman, why is it that you care, especially if you're over 40? Well, I think why you care is because for most of you probably, especially at this time of the year, when we're talking about health, wellness, and self-care goals, probably weight loss or becoming stronger or feeling better is going to be one of the goals that you may have expressed for this year. And so when it comes to metabolism, this comes into play with those goals. As you age, especially women over the age of 40, we start to lose muscle mass each year. And we also lose bone mass too. So when it comes to becoming stronger, metabolism is important to that. So when we talk about someone with a slow metabolism, what does that mean? Well, it means that you burn fewer calories at rest and fewer calories when you work out. And so you may need to eat fewer calories to maintain your current weight. And when we talk about a fast metabolism, it means the opposite. It means you burn more calories at rest and you burn more calories when you work out. And so because of that, you may need more calories to maintain your current weight. Okay. So when it comes to why some people besides genetic have a slow metabolism and why some people have a fast metabolism, we're going to talk a little bit about that. So typically, I think probably for most people, what is going to be something that leads to a slower metabolism is that as we age and our lives get really busy, we tend to have a very sedentary lifestyle. So you may notice that you spend more time sitting, right? So you might spend more time on the couch. You may spend more time sitting at a desk than you did 20 years ago. You 
Other things that contribute are that you may have less muscle mass. And again, like we just talked about, like you are going to lose more muscle mass as you age. And so each year over 40, you're losing more and more. So every year you are above 40, if you're not working out and you're not, and you're living a lifestyle where you're sedentary, you're not walking, you're not really doing anything, you're going to increase probably the amount of muscle mass that you lose. If you're somebody who doesn't do any strength training at all, then that might be a reason too why you may have a slower metabolism. For women in particular, I feel like this is something that relates to us, is that many women have followed these very low-calorie diets. So we're talking about low-calorie, probably like a 1,000 calories, maybe less than that. And because of that, you may notice that your metabolism is slower, especially if you're someone who has done this on a chronic basis. When I'm talking, when I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about these, and I think I've said this before, but these like people who were on the biggest loser. And so they were essentially following these like very, very low calorie diets and then doing all of this working out. And so initially they were able to lose all this weight, but in the long term, because they were on these low calorie diets, it actually did this thing where it slowed down their metabolism. And so perhaps even if you're not on the biggest loser, perhaps you have some kind of history like that where you've been on a very low calorie diet throughout all of your life. And that might be something that is slowing down your metabolism. And by the way, some of this is completely normal. So I'm guessing that maybe probably 99% of these people that 99% of women that are listening to this, myself included, are going to fall in this category of having a slower metabolism, which is why I wanted to talk about it because I don't want you to start taking these supplements to increase your metabolism when it may not actually do that. And it may be something that you can't actually control. So when it comes to how what we can do about that, if you're somebody who has a slower metabolism, Let's talk about that. Another thing that slows down metabolism is a disease state or disease states such as diabetes or thyroid, thyroid diseases, especially if they're uncontrolled, that we know that that's also linked to a slower metabolism. Okay. So now that we've talked about things that slow down your metabolism, let's let's talk about some things that increase your metabolism, right? What speeds it up? Well, people that are less sedentary tend to have a higher metabolism. We know that people who are sitting less and standing more are going to be people who whose metabolism may be better controlled and may be a little bit faster. More importantly, women who do some kind of strength training each week also tend to have a higher metabolism which is great. This is what we want. And this is probably the biggest way that we can increase our metabolism essentially, because your body is made up of muscle mass and your body is made up of fat mass, right? And what we know helps increase our metabolism is to do things that are able to increase our muscle mass, right? So if you're able to increase your muscle mass, the size of your muscle, then you're probably able to also increase your um, metabolism. And so I want you to think about it in this way. Your, your body is made up of lots of different things, but some of it is, or one of, or two things that are included in that is you have muscle mass and fat mass. 
And I actually have these food models that early on I would have with my clients where I would show them a pound of muscle, a pound of fat, right? And so that's not to have any body shame in it, just to show you what it looks like. And as you can imagine, the composition of it looks different. So a pound of muscle looks, it's like really nice striated tissue. It looks very compact because that muscle is very metabolically active. In addition, or in comparison, you have this fat mass. And the fat mass looks like you would expect it to. It's a little squishier. It spreads out a little bit more under the skin, but that tissue is not metabolically active. So if you have muscle mass and fat mass next to each other, you're more likely to burn more calories at rest with muscle mass, thereby increasing your metabolic rate or your metabolism. If you're somebody who has more fat mass, that tissue isn't as metabolically active. So you may not need as many calories at rest. All of these things are varied in terms of your muscle and fat mass, depending on what your age is, your gender is, your how much you weigh even. Because, you know, if you weigh more, you're probably going to have more muscle mass and fat mass. If you weigh less, you're going to have less muscle mass and less fat mass in comparison to somebody who weighs more. So basically the goal is, is to increase your physical activity so that you can have more metabolically active tissue and thereby increasing the calories that you burn at rest and also increasing your, the increasing your metabolism. And what I want you to think about in particular are these muscles that are bigger because that's where you're going to get more bang for your buck. And that's going to be in muscles like your back and your legs, those really big muscles that you have in comparison to the smaller muscles that you may have in your upper body. You know, when we talk about strength training, what can you do is essentially doing some kind of strengthening your muscles at least twice a week. And so this could be however it is, whatever things that you like to do. So this could be using your own body weight in something like Pilates or walking, things like that. Especially if you're walking up hills, I guess you can increase your muscle mass that way. But also using resistance bands, using dumbbells, using machines, the weight machines at the gym also doing some kind of water aerobics, all of these things are going to be helpful in increasing and strengthening your muscles. And one of the other benefits about increasing your muscle mass and just doing the act of strength training is that also helps your bones become stronger too. And what we know is that as you get older, you're going to be at risk for osteoporosis. So building these muscles by doing this strength training, not only is going to help increase your muscle mass, increase your metabolic rate, but it's also going to help you decrease your risk of osteoporosis. And it's also going to decrease your risk of getting diabetes because you're burning more calories. So the more active you are, the more calories you burn, and the more your metabolic rate increases. So that's some of the ways that you can increase your metabolism if you've ever wondered. So what you can do is plan today what it is that is acceptable to you and what fits into your life that you can help 
start becoming a little bit more active? Is it, are you in a, in a place that you are just trying to become a little bit more active? I mean, I certainly get in these jags. I'm in one of them right now where I can't do a lot because I have physical limitations, right? So if you're there, maybe for you and me, it's just to start doing something that you're moving a little bit more, less sitting and, and trying to do what you can. If you're more active, then perhaps trying to make sure that in addition to whatever you're doing for cardiovascular exercise, that maybe you're also putting some kind of strength training regimen into your, you know, into your schedule at least twice a week to help you decrease your risk of osteoporosis, decrease your risk of diabetes, and then also help increase and improve your metabolic. I do these podcasts because I want to empower you and to give you knowledge that if you want to do something this year, kind of guide you on the direction of what is based in evidence as opposed to just trying to figure it out on your own. But I know that it's hard to reach and to get to these health and wellness and self-care goals. But I want to motivate you that all of these things, like how great is it that like it's within your control if you want to make your metabolism a little bit faster by doing some strength training or adding it or even as simple as, you know, kind of not sitting down and watching as much TV, just getting up a little bit more is going to be able to help you. And that can be a big change for you um, when it comes to your metabolism. And I want to remind you that whatever goal that you have this year, taking any tiny imperfect step will help you get to where you want to be. The difference is, is that it just requires consistency. There's no difference between you and the person that you want to be, except the consistent steps that you'll take every day or most days to get you closer to the goal that you want to achieve. And when we talk about all of these things in these episodes, it's remembering for you to start where you're at. And it's not from becoming someone who's completely inactive to like you're doing all this, you're like a weight or bodybuilder. It's just that you're taking these little steps along the way, you're thinking about it and knowing that it doesn't have to be perfect. It's just that you're doing something today. You might not be in a place that you're ready to make this change but I will continue to provide this knowledge because hopefully at some point you'll feel empowered and excited to, to make these change because you feel like it's within your control. It doesn't have to be perfect and any steps you take are going to be better than what you're doing right now, right? And so it's not about being perfect. It's about being 1% better each day. I want to remind you to be kind to yourself and I, my last podcast episode that I did, the one before this, did a lot of reflection questions about, about the last year and what you wanted to achieve this year. And so perhaps if you're in a place that you're not really sure when it comes to what goal or what it is you're looking for when it comes to your health, wellness, and self-care, you know, kind of go back to that episode and revisit and let some of those questions prompt you and kind of get you into a place that you feel like you're starting to think about what it is you want to work on this year and what it is that you can do to be consistent to get to where you want to be. So I want you to be kind to yourself and I will see you guys back here next week. Thanks so much for listening. 
If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.